Professor Laura Levin, thanks for joining me today. Thanks so much for inviting me to talk with you. Professor Levin, it's interesting that you're not a political scientist. You're more in the theatrical aspect of it. What do you think when you see some of our politicians giving speeches and responding to questions and so on and so forth by reporters? Well, I'm very interested in the theatricality of politics. And so I'm often approaching those moments as a theater scholar and practitioner looking at how politicians are functioning as actors for particular kinds of publics, both live and in various kinds of media contexts. Have you seen a change in this type of politicking over the past many years? Yes, I think that uh, there have been a number of really fascinating changes. And I think it's important to note that politics has always been a kind of genre of theater. This is not something new that all of a sudden... Uh, emerges with a a figure like uh, Donald Trump or a prime minister like Justin Trudeau, but sort of the ways in which politicians are acknowledging and engaging with certain kinds of theatrical and conventions has changed. So I, I, I can note one kind of larger interest around this, which is that if, in fact, politics has always been a kind of theater, it used to be, let's say, 10, 20 years ago, and certainly for the last century, that while politicians would have to engage in certain kinds of performance training in order to be able to engage with their publics, um, the signs of uh, of theatricality have been repressed or sort of made invisible in very calculated ways because there is this kind of longstanding fear of theater as something that we should distrust because it's aligned with certain kinds of Um, artificiality or um, uh, clownishness or showiness that has been seen as the opposite of um, authenticity, which is something that increasingly we have come to value and have valued for a long time uh, in politicians. But what I'm interested in is how sort of recently politicians have become less and less embarrassed about recognizing uh, the importance of theater in trying to win over their publics and communicating with them what it is that they're trying to do. Was it not the case, Professor Lynch, that in the past politicians would work on the the auditory theatrics because television didn't exist like 60, 70 years ago kind of thing, but radio did, so they were worried about elocution and delivery, whereas now it's more visual? Absolutely, and you can see that a lot of Political scientists, for example, have talked about how things like uh, televised debate started to shift the ways in which we understand politicians. So in the past, it was a a commanding, calm-sounding voice that a person would be listening to and that would communicate to them a sense that um, they could believe in uh, a particular kind of political figure. Now, uh, voice continues to be important, but all sorts of theatrical codes come into play, like uh, gesture, costume, framing of the body in relation to particular um, kinds of audiences. So there's so many different things in play. And it's not only the live context that's really important now, but also a secondary context, which is sort of the ways in which certain kinds of performances then circulate online, uh, whether in the form of certain kinds of uh, photographic performances. We're thinking of, for example, the importance of things like selfies in 
in in campaigns. Uh, in Justin Trudeau's uh, first run for prime minister, selfies, in, in fact, became so important that the Liberal Party was handing out or selling selfie sticks to people who were supporting the campaign so that they could be ready to have their photo taken with Justin Trudeau because they needed those photos to circulate online, to uh, communicate um, the intimacy between uh, this politician and his um, audiences. And so, too, now things like um, GIFs, uh, which are kind of short videos that run on loops, have become very important uh, to politicians as things that are sort of recorded at live events and then sort of go viral online. Well, I'm just wondering, to, to hark back a bit to Marshall McLuhan of uh, now now quite some time ago, yeah. is, is the medium becoming more important than the message? Are we are more interested in what politicians are doing than what they're actually saying and their policies kind of thing? This is a question that I get asked a lot. And I think it's fascinating because it presupposes in a way that there is a way of distinguishing style from substance, that you could have uh, politicians that are just all medium or all style, and there would be kind of no substance behind uh, the performances themselves. My feeling is that performances in which they engage can be artificial in the way that they are not always aligned with their policies. It's certainly not the case that even in those so-called artificial performances, that they aren't also um, doing something for a particular audience. Um, so, so an example of that would be that it often is uh, said that Justin Trudeau, that he's all style and no substance, or that he's merely a drama teacher and simply an actor, not a politician with any ideas. But in fact, the ways in which he engages with the public in the photographs, let's say the selfies that he um, has taken of himself with certain um, groups, communicates a certain set of values about Canada and what it means to be Canadian or what it is that a leader should be doing um, that I think is never substance-less. Well, I'm just wondering, because he was a drama teacher, does he understand the theatrics of politics perhaps more so than his uh, competitors? I think absolutely. I think the skills that our students learn as um, theater students, the, the skills that we transfer as a drama teacher in terms of um, thinking about and thinking very carefully about the framing of speech, the framing of body language, the ways of communicating and relating with um, certain kinds of audiences, uh, the ways of um, getting people to feel certain kinds of things through your performances are absolutely essential skills for any politician now. I think they always have been. What I would also point out, though, is that even as politicians perform themselves to be non-actors, to be just regular politicians who are going about to do the city business, uh, that performance of decorum, of, of um, let's say, of solemnity, is also itself a performance. As suppose, I guess, also to the politicians with the rolled-up sleeves and the slightly loosened ties. Absolutely. And it's interesting because I think that the, yeah, that the, the language of, well, we're going to roll up our sleeves now that we're in office and we're going to get down to business. 
I'm, I'm thinking of, of Justin Trudeau, and perhaps the idea is I'm a working guy just like you, in spite of the fact that he's... Oh, a... <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The performance of the working man connection with the people. Mm-hmm. There are lots of interesting examples of wealthier politicians trying to uh, seem to not have the trappings of wealth. Well, I'm just I'm just wondering, Professor Levin, do you see this phenomenon of, of increasing theatrics continuing to increase, or will it likely level off, and, and is there a cultural difference among the various countries? France, Germany, Canada, U.S. kind of thing, Australia, so on? I, I don't see it leveling off anytime soon, given the kind of appetite that uh, we see for politicians as kind of celebrity figures and social media has fundamentally reoriented our relationship to um, the real, not just social media, but also things like reality TV. These are very seductive formats that have permeated, um, at the very least, uh, North American culture. Um, So I don't see a leveling off anytime soon. But uh, your other question was about a difference in the countries. My sense is that there is this common perception that in Canada, we don't engage in that kind of sort of craft theatricality, as it's often sort of thought about. But I really see the, the two countries as sort of operating in a similar kind of cultural landscape. I think you can also see it in other countries, Um, for example, in Australia, where reality star Pauline Hansen, for example, is engaging in all sorts of theatrical stunts in government and the sort of image of the politician as reality TV star now is becoming more and more common. Professor Laura Levin, thank you very much for this. Thank you.